Hello, I'm Lindsay Hooper. This is the penultimate episode of The Show Must Go On, a series giving you a regular fix of sport and comedy during lockdown. Wimbledon was set to be one of the summer's marquee events. With it cancelled for 2020 this week, we've decided to have a tennis special. Here's who's joining us on today's show. Hey guys, what's going on? It's the King and your favorite tennis player, Roger Federer here. And today I'm guest announcing this tennis special of The Show Must Go On on Union Jack Radio. Joining Lindsay on today's show are tennis player Katie Bolter and comedian Zoe Lyons. Katie has made the second round of the Australian Open and helped the UK to get into the World Group 2 in the Fed Cup. Uh, I've never actually played on the women's tour, but, you know, I'm sure if I did, I'd win everything there as well. Zoe, of course, you know, is a comedian who's been on Mock the Week and Live at the Apollo. Great. You know, all of that in one take. My hair looks good. I'm very handsome. And I'm just generally incredible. Over to you, Lindsay. No live sport. No live comedy. But the show must go on. You're listening to Union Jack Radio. There really is only one Roger Federer and there is only one Katie Bolter who we'll speak to in a second. Uh, We found out earlier on in the series that Zoe Lyons is an avid runner, but is she a regular Wimbledon watcher? Welcome back, Zoe. Hi, how are you doing? Very good. I I think you like a bit of Wimbledon, strawberries and cream, all that atmosphere. I love the strawberries and cream. I'm not, do you know what? I'll be very honest. I don't sit down and watch it avidly. I tell you what, I do enjoy watching. I watch... You know those games that go on for about a week and a half? Oh, yes, like the the one that went on for about 40 games, the tie break, yeah. Oh, yeah. I watch those because it sort of goes from being sport into some sort of Greek tragedy. I love the drama of it. It just becomes so involved. And the, particularly if it just gets down to what, you know, the, the tie-breaking point, that's when I really enjoy it. I also, I love watching the mixed doubles as well because it's... Um, well, it's high, high action, high action. Love that. So have you ever been? Once, years ago, my dad took me. This is going to show how old I am. I think we saw Michael Shtick. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> it was, was it Fred Perry who was playing? <laughs> I can't remember. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago, but I did enjoy it. Yeah, it was a glorious summer's evening and I think there were strawberries involved, but I haven't, I've never been back. Well, I'm sure you'll know that it's been a really promising time for emerging women's players in British tennis. Today's guest, Katie Bolter, was set to compete at Wimbledon in the main singles draw for the third time after missing out last year. So a double blow for you then, Katie. Hey, yeah, I mean, it's uh, very disappointed not to be playing this year, but you know what, there's going to be many more years to come and I can't wait to compete there and, and be there in the future. And just for Zoe, because she likes a long match, what's the longest one that you've ever been involved in? Oh, my goodness. Actually, it was a funny story because I played in... I don't know how long it was, but it was Australia last year. And they had a brand new rule, which was a third set tiebreak, first to ten. And oh. normally, it's actually first to seven. So we got to the point, it was six all... You know, I'm 6-4 up in the tiebreak, and I hit this winner, and I'm celebrating, and I think I've won the match... And actually, I've got to get to 10. And it's probably one of the most embarrassing moments in my career to have to turn around from the net to go back to try and compete again. I mean, it was brutal. But yeah, probably that match. 
That's when the sports psychologist is worth their money, Katie. <laughs> yeah, it's fair to say I've had quite a few sessions with him since. <laughs> <laughs> Did you end up winning the, the point? I ended up winning. I ended up winning the match. Thank goodness. Great. <laughs> that is mental strength right there. Wimbledon would have been starting next week, Katie. Uh, what was the target for you? It's crazy, isn't it? I can't believe how quickly it always comes round as well. I think the target would have been just to go out and enjoy it. Obviously, I missed out last year with an injury. So just to be playing was a massive bonus for me. And and obviously, it's the most amazing tournament in the world for me. So yeah, just to go out and hopefully, well, win quite a few matches. You've been living in lockdown as well with another tennis player that we know well, Laura Robson. What has that been like for you? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a little bit of a coincidence because she actually asked if she could stay. We're really good friends um, because she's renovating her house. So I was actually meant to be playing in Acapulco, Indian Wells and then Miami. And uh, by chance, obviously, I came back and we ended up being in lockdown together. So it's actually been really, really nice to have someone else here. And she had a boyfriend here. So we've been getting up to some uh, good fun and playing games and, and doing different things. So it's kept me busy, which has been really nice. And I know what you're thinking, Zoe, that's a major advantage, you'd think, wouldn't you, that they could train together. That hasn't been the case, I hear, though, because Laura can't train at the moment. Is that right? Yeah, she's she's been injured for a little bit of time. She had surgery on her hip. But you know what? She's getting back up there. But it's actually been nice to have someone else that is training every day, um, you know, committed to the sport. And even though she hasn't been playing tennis, she's been doing a lot of fitness. So it's been sparing me on. Everybody's been doing a lot of fitness, haven't we? People have gone either way during lockdown, haven't we? We've either gone... <laughs> I've got friends who've either gone complete gym at home mad or just a solid diet of banana loaf and red wine. <laughs> There's no middle ground. Absolutely none. I feel like I've tried. In fact, Katie, I tried at tennis because, of course, it was one of the sports that we were allowed to do first during lockdown if you could do it within your household. So that's exactly what I went and did. And I know that you recovered from a back injury last year, but I actually put my back out earlier this week. Um, no. And I'm going to blame this very show for it because last week we were talking and... Athena Kuglenu, uh, the comedian who was on, was joking about frying pan serves. And I definitely have one of those. And so I thought, <laughs> I'll try something a bit different. And then I pulled my back. Um, I don't oh, know whether you've got no. any tips. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I don't know. Just make contact with the ball is the best one. <laughs> it doesn't matter how you do it. Just You sort of got my ball. level there, I think. I think you read between the lines. Hit it in between the lines. Anywhere there is great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll carry on with that. What is a frying pan serve? You have to tell me what a frying pan serve is. I have no idea what that is. Well, when you watch the professionals, Zoe, and Katie will be able to demonstrate this effortlessly, <laughs> their serve, one, it always goes in, but also they, they get real power behind it because they throw the ball in the air and there's sort of an angle to which they hit the ball whereas if you can right. imagine that I throw it up and like a frying pan just tap it over straight oh okay that's the yeah, frying pan yeah. technique consistently get it in but the power is just not there yeah it does work though it does work <laughs> I will keep persisting Katie <laughs> uh, well the show must go on it helps you get to know the characters behind the sports we'll hear more from Katie over the course of the show plus she's chosen four motivational tracks to share with us ones that she likes to train to or that mean something to her during her career our artist playlist for the whole series is nearly complete you can head over to unionjack.co.uk where you can hear all the choices so far Katie and Zoe will also be recommending a film or 
box set to watch during lockdown. And at the end of the show, we have round nine of the Home Decathlon Challenge. The athletes can't be caught. They lead the series 6-2. But will Zoe's balancing skills see her restore some pride for the comedians? We'll find out later. Yeah, come on, Lions. <laughs> hey, guys, what's going on? It's uh, the greatest tennis player of all time, in my opinion, Roger Federer here. You're listening to The Show Must Go On on Union Jack Radio. Wait a second, can we get that changed? I think it needs to be Roger Federer is the greatest and most handsome guy ever show. I'm Lindsay Hooper and this is The Show Must Go On on Union Jack Radio where I'm joined by comedian Zoe Lyons and tennis player Katie Bolter. We talked about the, the injury that you had, Katie. So you had seven months out with a back problem. Um, you got injured in the Fed Cup, didn't you, last year and returned in November. So has this disrupted your flow getting back into a, a nice rhythm of competing? Yeah, I think it was it was hard for me last year because I was at my career high and I obviously wanted to push on a bit more and, you know, get closer to my goal of being top 10, number one in the world. So, yeah, it was hard. But this next year, I kind of got into it a little bit more. I was back where I wanted to be. And it just came at a, a really tough time because I was playing great tennis. I felt like I was ready to hopefully storm the tour. But yeah, no, it was it was unfortunate. Before all lockdown happened, did you feel like you were back to your best? Yeah, I felt like I was completely fine. Uh, my injury was great. I was playing probably, I would say, arguably some of the best tennis that I'd been playing in my career. So, yeah, I mean, I'd just come off the back of a top 100 win, which, uh, you know, it got me back to where I wanted to be. And, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, it, it came at a bad time. Well, speaking of being out of practice, Zoe, you've not been able to practice stand-up now for, for months. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> what, do, what do you do that's about true. it? Have you been practicing jokes on family members? Oh, standing in front of the mirror with a hairbrush. I know, it, it, I, and talking to comedian friends of mine, we're all slightly concerned about this, but on the plus side, we are all going to be absolutely rubbish when we go back to it. So it'll, it'll, be all, it'll all be starting again. Because the thing about comedians is, if you don't gig for a week, you feel like you're, you know, out of sorts, like you're off the ball. So for three months, it's going to be really interesting. We're going to be, we're going to be seeing some pretty shonky shows. I think when we first get back, it's going to be a lot of tapping the mic, going, "Anybody there? Hello!" And I'll be nervous. I'll be, I'll be really, I'll be honest. I'll be really nervous when I get back on stage. And I bet your lifestyle as well is one where you're used to your own company. You do late nights. You turn up. You do your spot. You yeah. might just say a few words to a few other comics. But it, it's yeah. quite a lonely existence in some ways. And then you've just had lockdown. Yes, yes. So I've gone from lonely to completely isolated. I mean, I'm lucky. I'm not completely isolated. I have a geriatric Jack Russell and a wife. I should have maybe mentioned them in a different order, but. Um, <laughs> I spend more time with the geriatric Jack Russell. What has been odd for me, like you mentioned, I work nights. And I've had, what, 82 nights in now? So this is bizarre. I said to my wife the other day, if I ever turn to you and say, I just want a night in, just slap me around the face. If I ever say that again in the future, just remind me of this period. I, I would very much like a night out in some seedy comedy club somewhere in some dingy little back room having a chat with some some comedians that would be lovely but i think there's a lot of comparison there's a lot of 
crossover between what what we do as comedians and I always think of the tennis circuit because they're const- you're constantly packing your bags and shipping off aren't you Katie you're yeah, constantly I, on the road I travel a little bit I mean just 30 weeks of the year roughly <laughs> um, oh gosh yeah so I live out of a suitcase but I actually love it at the same time are you used to it or or have you had to get used to it because it does to the average person sound quite lonely yeah I think it can be you're also competing against people so they're not really your friends, you know, you, you know, you might have people mm. that you're closer to and what have you, but at the end of the day, it's your job to compete against them. So you can't necessarily get too close to them else that makes it a little harder. So it can be quite lonely, but I have a really good team around me and I travel with my coach who I've been with now for like, I don't even know, six, seven years. So we get to know each other quite well and uh, yeah, it's okay. I enjoy it anyway. Do you take any little home comforts with you when you go? It took me years to realise if I took my own slippers with me, I was much happier in a travel lodge. Do you take any little comforts with you? I actually do. Um, I have just like a couple things. So my mum gave me a little teddy bear, which I do actually keep with me. I feel like I'm 15 years old saying that. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I have that. And also my grandpa gave me this glass. I don't know what it was, but it says a little piece of luck on it. So I keep that in my tennis bag all the time as well. So yeah, I have those two things really. Well, it's time for us to get your first motivational track of the show. How did you find coming up with the four songs, first of all? I think reasonably easy. They all kind of mean different things to me for different parts of my day. So yeah, I I think it was pretty good. But my first one is One Touch by Jess Glynn. I'm not a morning person at all, so (laughs) I actually play this exact track to get me going a little bit in the morning and to wake up whilst I'm having my coffee. Well, whilst everyone's forcing their eyes open whilst we listen to this, here's Jess Glynn then, One Touch on Union Jack Radio. (laughs) Promise me you'll catch me when I'm weightless Hold me cross before the crazy come Until you're done with running, I'll be patient to the show must go on with me Lindsay Hooper and this week I'm joined by comedian Zoe Lyons and tennis player Katie Bolter. Jess Glynn, Zoe have you heard that one? I haven't I am I am such an old stalwart when it comes to music I need to refresh my my Spotify listening playlist I do but I'm probably the opposite to Katie I get up really easily in the morning this is what I'm finding about lockdown I'm actually not designed to be a comedian at all I should be a farmer or something what time do you get up at Katie as as an athlete tell me what time you get up as okay wait are we talking about in lockdown or out of lockdown um in lockdown oh god I'm not sure you want to know that one um roughly around 10 30 11 (laughs) no (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they conserve their energy, Zoe. That's what it is. Well, I'll be honest. I get up, I get up about six thirty during lockdown. This is ne- n- never do I do this, but during lockdown, I have turned into some sort of farmer. <laughs> but the problem is, it gets about one, and I'm done. Yeah, well, that's the issue. At least, like, I get rid of half of the day by sleeping yeah. through it. So then I've only got the afternoon to play with. 
you see, this is where I'm going wrong. Well, the, the alternative for you, Zoe, is that you just turn into Margaret Thatcher. You know, you work <laughs> at night, get up early in the morning, get four hours I sleep. I think that is, that's a transition too far for turning Zoe Lyons into Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> it's quite a transformation. <laughs> well, there are three more of Katie's songs choices to come. Plus, we have our home decathlon challenge where we pick comedians against athletes. You can watch all of the challenges so far on our show page at unionjack.co.uk. This week, we are testing out balancing skills. Zoe, have you ever been on the front cover or in any magazine that you know of? Uh, Horse and Hound, uh, I'm thinking <laughs> back. <No. laughs> Caravana Monthly, I probably have at some point, but it'd probably be something to do with the Edinburgh Festival, something along those lines. Because Katie has been in Vogue magazine, Zoe. It- Oh, well, I definitely wasn't in Vogue magazine. Definitely was. Are you sure? Yeah, definitely. Vogue, possibly, but never Vogue. Um, how did that come about, Katie? Uh, it was actually during Wimbledon. I think they reached out to uh, my agent at the time. And uh, yeah, no, I was very lucky to be a part of it. I'm not sure why they chose me, but, you know, I, I got, to be a, got to be in the magazine. And uh, yeah, it's definitely a proud achievement for me. Later on in the show, we do ask you both for a DVD, a box set or a film recommendation for lockdown. And one of the ones that we had very early on in the series, and I knew it would be mentioned, Katie, was Killing Eve. And I think that there's a little bit of a likeness to Jodie Comer that you've got going on. Have you had that said to you before? (laughs) It's actually funny you said that because my brother recently said that to me. He was like, you definitely look like her. You know, you've got to watch this box set. It's unbelievable, Katie. Like, spend time on it. And he actually hounded me for like a full couple of days to go and watch the box set. And I have to say, it is very, very good. So I have had it before, but I don't know if it's true. She's absolutely stunning. So I would love to be like her. Well, your own brother. I mean, he knows pretty much what you look like inside out to say that. (laughs) Um, And also she's becoming one of the most famous people on the planet at the moment. Like you say, very attractive as you are. I think it's the the facial expressions though as well. There is something in the mannerisms. Um, I'll have to get Zoe to have a look and, and tell us what she thinks for a bit later. Before we get to the next song, I want to get Roger Federer back he was at the top of the show and he's got a question for you so katie obviously other than me who were the tennis players you admired and looked up to growing up and what do you remember about them oh i have to say yourself to start with absolutely amazing top of the game so classy but on the women's side i would say someone like sharapova actually She's someone that I looked up to when I was a little girl and someone I watched a lot of uh, on the TV. You mentioned Sharapova. Uh, She also had this link with fashion. There's quite a few female players, aren't there, that are very well known in that world as well. I'm thinking, you know, Anna Kornikova probably started it all off and we've seen so many since. Is, Is that something that appeals to you as well? Yeah, definitely. I think it's something I want to get into. Uh, You know, it's a really cool way to express yourself and it's uh, fun and and it's got an interesting vibe to it. So, yeah, I'd love to be a part of it. And uh, I like to design things as well. I think it's pretty, pretty cool to to get involved in that. So maybe one day after my tennis career, I'll be able to do that or maybe even during. Who knows? (laughs) Have you been making an effort during lockdown, Katie, or are you like me and just wearing just fleece? Oh my goodness, my wardrobe has been terrible during lockdown. I think I've looked pretty close to, you know, a really bad version of myself. I'll put it that way. 
yeah, no makeup, sweats every single day. It's actually been quite nice, though. I mean, I've made no effort at all. It's been great. I've been clashing colours, which I wouldn't normally do, but I've been quite <laughs> enjoying that. I've been going out in stuff that you... I don't know, just sort of a collection of things that you might find outside a charity shop that somebody's left <laughs> and just putting them together, and it feels somehow liberating. Have you have you made any unexpected discoveries that have worked? I'm wearing a lot more colour. I've got these purple sunglasses that I've had on constantly just because they're jolly. This is sounding good, Katie. Purple sunglasses. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> these ridiculous trousers that I bought in Amsterdam a couple of years ago that I've never worn because they're ridiculous. They're these like massively balloony, camouflage, ridiculous cl- clown pants. And I'm like, well, if you can't wear them now, when can you wear them? You're selling yourself for the cover of Vogue here, Zoe. I am. Yeah, I've you been are. combining that whole look with <laughs> orange flip-flops. So, <laughs> I love it. It sounds like you've been living your best life, that's for sure. I am absolutely living my best life. <laughs> very unique style, very unique. Um, Katie, I think we've got time now for another track. What have you got for us this one? Okay, so I have Nobody by James Arthur. This is actually something I listen to when I'm waiting for my match to start. So, You know, with tennis, we are scheduled one after another. And if I've got a match later in the day, then it kind of calms me down a little bit. And yeah, I don't need to get too pumped up yet. So it's a a good, relaxing song. Dressed up all night, there's no one to impress. Standing in line, still I smell like cigarettes. I don't know why my friends are so obsessed with staying out to a sober, wasting money on regrets. I lost my jacket, about to lose my Show must go. I'm Lindsay Hooper and this is The Show Must Go On on Union Jack Radio where I'm joined by comedian Zoe Lyons and tennis player Katie Bolter. Uh, We just had Katie's second song which was James Arthur and Nobody and Katie, you mentioned there that you listen to that before you go on court and you touched on something that we all recognise from watching Wimbledon every year that that sometimes there's a lot of waiting around. Yeah, there's there's actually a massive part of tennis which is just waiting whether that's even a rain delay or anything you spend a lot of time at the tennis club and that might not even be playing tennis so yeah it's good to have little tricks in your locker to deal with those moments and speaking of having tricks up your sleeve I hope that you uh, had that in mind with the home decathlon challenge that we've got coming up later it's Katie versus Zoe and two more songs as well on the way from Katie before the show finishes so how important is music to you then when you think about all of that waiting time that you've just spoken about I think it's a really important part of my life. You know, I feel like there's such a variation of songs that can kind of relate to different moments. And actually, I have certain songs that mean so much to me because it's what I listen to before a match or in important parts of my life. So I relate them back to it. So when I hear them later on in life, it takes me back to that situation. So it's, uh, yeah, pretty special. There's a rumour as well that you're a talented pianist. And I, <laughs> I actually spoke to your agent about this beforehand. <laughs> so I want you to fill us in because I find this hilarious that it emerged. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's a really funny story because I want to say, I don't actually know what year it was, but I want to say it was about 2014 or something like that. I posted a picture on Instagram with me wearing like a ball dress and I was sitting in front of a piano and I actually 
commented on it saying I'm a really bad pianist and for some reason everyone now thinks that I'm really good at the piano so I get asked a lot if I play the piano, how I play, why I got into it and actually I am absolutely terrible at it. I can probably play three blind mice and that's about <laughs> it. Like I cannot play anything else. <laughs> but it's just funny. You should try and get a gig at the Albert Hall. Just wing it, Katie. That's the sort of yeah. thing I would do. Just go, oh yeah, <laughs> I can blast that out. Not a problem. Full Albert Hall and then just blast out three blind mice. <laughs> <laughs> You do realise as well that you, you're going to get asked about this for your entire career. It, it's going to be one of those rumours. It's going to be on your Wikipedia page. <laughs> I just don't understand where people have got this from. I mean, it was just one picture and I did comment saying how bad I was. So, yeah, it, it makes no sense to me at all. But, yeah, I'm really good at Three Blind Mice. So that's all that counts, right? Uh, how about you then, Zoe? Have you ever read any false rumours about yourself? Usually ones I've just sent out there just to make myself sound more interesting. Um, uh, I've often been credited with being on television shows that I've never been on. That happens a lot. People say to me, oh, I loved you on such and such. And I used to correct them. And now I think, well, you know, if they think that's on my CV, I'm just going to let them roll with it. So I'm like, thanks ever so much. It was a joy to film. Do you know what it is? I think actually people just don't pay that much attention to television anymore. So you're just interchangeable. And um, if they've seen you on one thing, it means they, they, they just get confused and think they've seen you on another. I've been introduced on stage as being on all sorts of television shows that I've never actually done. Netflix special. I've never had a Netflix special, but if they're saying it, I'll just roll with it. It's very, very much like Katie's piano uh, career. I don't think I got this wrong, though. When I was uh, flicking through, I think it was late night, uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago, and you were on a show to do with sex in lockdown. Yes, I was, <laughs> Lindsay. Yes, I was. There are words that I never thought I'd hear, but uh, during unprecedented times uh people do unprecedented things yeah well, i think we've all had new experiences during the last few months that certainly was one for me my mum was like my mum wanted to watch it I was like oh mum god no really it's about sex in lockdown oh god yeah brilliant Although it has brought us to the, the topic of new skills in lockdown, Katie. Um, I can't say that was mine, uh, but moving on. You've wasted the last three months, I mean, I, Yeah, I probably have. I probably have. But I'm going to go with, I've been trying to learn Spanish, so a slight difference. But I'm still terrible at Spanish, but I started trying to do it at the start and um, yeah, it didn't go very well. We've had so many people say Spanish. I think by the end of this, there's going to be so many Brits speaking Spanish. Is it because they're eyeing up retirement? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about film and uh, box set recommendations next, because we do this each week. I know that we're slowly easing out of lockdown. There might not be so much watching going on anymore, trying to get in the beautiful outdoors. But if you were to give a recommendation, what are you going with? We'll start with Zoe. Um, my lockdown recommendation has uh, seen me through the last few months um, and I've been eking it out. And it's, it's, it's on Netflix. It's uh, Schitt's Creek, which is just a joy to watch. 
Catherine O'Hara plays one of the lead roles in it. She's one of the funniest actresses you could ever you could ever encounter. It's beautifully written, and the characters are so funny. Uh, and it's about a, a, a millionaire family in 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 the Hollywood Hills who lose everything and end up living in a motel in an awful town called Shits Creek. S C H I double T S. S-C-H-I-A. I I guess because it's got that sort of lockdown feel to it. They've sort of lost everything and all their plans have gone to pot. It's quite relevant for the current time. It's six seasons long. I'm into season six. and I will be genuinely bereft when it finishes, when I watch the end of it. It's actually been a friend for the last few months. Um, Speaking of the word friends, um, because this brings us on nicely to Katie's choice. And I have to say, I am thrilled, Katie, because... Being in my mid thirties, I watched this series at the time. It was it was one of the shows that was you know my generation. But it, of course, it's it's just got such a shelf life. And you've chosen Friends. Yeah, it is my all time favorite. So I had to choose this one for that reason. It is really light hearted. You can kind of play at any time. You can be in any mood. And it's just really funny. It's such a mixture of characters on there. I mean, Jerry has to be my absolute favourite. <laughs> He's so funny. But yeah, no, I would definitely recommend watching it. It is it is definitely an all-time classic. I don't think anyone would disagree with that one. Andy Murray is here, so he has a question for you, Katie. Hey, Katie, how you doing? Uh, you know, I'm really excited to be on this show asking you a question, as you can probably tell. Uh, yeah, so, you know, you're from a tennis playing family. Who first encouraged you to start playing? Uh, actually, my family did. So my mum's side uh, all played tennis. And uh, my mum played for Great Britain a couple of times. And my grandparents played. So I kind of went to the club as a family affair. And my brother is someone that he used to like play against and train with. And I think it got to the point where the moment I beat my brother, because I spent so long trying to do that. He's three years older than me, by the way. I just knew that tennis was the one for me because I loved beating him so much, so much. But yeah, that's what got me into tennis and how I really started. I really like the sound of your brother. Not only is he fine with you beating him, he's telling you you look like Jodie Comer. Is um, Sounds like a good brother to have. <laughs> Well, he's the most amazing brother, but I have to say he did quit tennis after I beat him. So I think he may have taken that one to heart. (laughs) (laughs) It's a sore point for him. (laughs) Um, What is your third track of the show? I can't believe we're rattling through this, but you've uh, you've chosen a One Directioner. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love a One Direction song? Um, You know, I chose... One of the guys out of it who I really like, the song is Strip That Down by Liam Payne. It is just something that uh, is really happy, upbeat. It's something that I would dance to when absolutely nobody is looking at home. So yeah, it just puts me in a good mood all the time. Thank you. And we've got one more to come on The Show Must Go On. But here for now, Liam Payne, Strip That Down on Union Jack Radio. Honcho! Quavo! Taking some time and I've been keeping to myself I had my eyes upon the prize and watching anybody else But you love it, hit me hard, girl Yeah, you're bad for my health I love the cards that I've been dealt Do you feel the same as well? You know I used to be in one day I'm a free People want me for one thing That's- Show us go 
This is the show must go on on Union Jack Radio, a mix of comedy and sport to help us ease our way out of lockdown. Katie Bolt has chosen three motivational songs and there's one more still to come. I don't have you down, Zoe, as a One Direction fan. Do you know, you'd be right there, Lindsay. Probably a little bit too old for that. Probably prefer to listen to you play Three Blind Mice yeah. on the piano, to be honest, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> this is completely unrelated. Don't take offence now, Zoe, but I want to ask Katie about volunteering for Age UK. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead, dear. I'll just put my little tartan blanket across my knees. <laughs> she has been doing this and you've been very committed, Katie. Tell us all about it. <laughs> yeah, it is something that I wanted to get involved in during this really difficult time. You know, it can be pretty lonely, uh, especially for the elderly. Uh, sorry, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I, I just wanted to try and help and and make people feel a little bit better. And, you know, I, I get to speak to them on the phone, maybe go around to their house and, you know, hopefully they won't be as lonely and they'll they'll keep them happy. Are you lucky enough to still have your grandparents? Yeah, I'm really, really lucky. I've, I've always been really, really close to my grandparents. So my mum's side especially. Yeah, my grandpa means the absolute world to me. So to be able to help him and to help anyone like him means so much to me personally. So, yeah. So I suppose next we have to start looking forward then out of this lockdown because we're seeing things slowly get getting lifted. We're starting to see families again having these bubble households as well. Tennis returning. So let's talk about careers then, Katie. For you, there's a National Tennis Centre. They're holding some tournaments in July, aren't they? Is that the plan for you to return there? Yeah, I, uh, I'll i be playing some of those tournaments at the National Training Centre. I think it's really good of them to put uh, domestic tournaments on and it's going to be exciting to get back out there and compete and and fight and I think that's what I'm all about. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped to get out there and, and do my thing. But I also believe that the WTA announced that the tour will be returning in August. So that's exciting news as well, uh, which means that hopefully providing everything goes well, then I'll be back out traveling and, and being back where I want to be. Your roommate, by the way, Laura Robson at the moment, she she mentioned that she thought it could work, a merger between the ATP and WTA. Are you behind that too, if that eventually happened? Yeah, I'm completely behind it. I think it's uh, the perfect time to be one union and, and I think it's important for our sport and our future to, to come together. And, and I really hope that we can all do that. Uh, but I guess only time will tell on that one. And the other announcement that we've seen only recently about the US Open, um, it's announced it's going to go ahead behind closed doors. The French Open's been moved to later in the year as well. So you feel like there's some normality returning? Yeah, I think it's great that we have taken that huge step. It needed to happen. And uh, it's good to see that tennis is going to be coming back. Have there been any announcements of any sort, Zoe, regards to comedy? Any dates that you have in the diary yet? There was the show that you were going to be hosting as well on BBC Two, wasn't there? Yes, we're still waiting to hear about that. Fingers crossed, middle of August, that might happen. So uh, it's still just waiting to hear government guidelines and and, um, hopefully we'll get the go-ahead of that for August. Uh, July, I have now some gigs booked in because uh, there's a couple of... uh, promoters doing drive-in gigs like a sort of drive-in cinema affair so Mm -hmm. that'll be quite interesting so comedians on stage with the audience in their cars listening via radio or bluetooth so it'll definitely have a sort of 1950s americana feel about it i don't know how we'll hear the applause whether they'll just have to flash their headlights or squirt their windscreen jet washes i don't know but i'm sure i have had worse heckles in my career so 
<laughs> You'll cope admirably, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. We saw, didn't we, with the return of the Premier League, what it was like, no crowds. Uh, do you think it's going to have a huge effect in tennis? Uh, I think it's going to have a definite different feel to it. I'm not sure it's going to be quite the same, but I guess, you know, I'm just glad to be out there and, and being back on the court and using that. But I do really hope that we can get the crowds back. And uh, yeah, it definitely makes a difference as well when you're playing and it's something that you listen to and it spurs you on. So I think it'll be nice to have tennis returning fully at some stage. Uh, it is slowly coming back to normal, as we say, all the live sport. But for those still not getting enough of it, we've been setting a little game of our own each week. So let's find out from none other than John McEnroe in this tennis special what this week's home decathlon challenge is. Thanks, Lindsay. So, balancing racket challenge. This is testing your balancing skills. Take a tennis racket and place the handle end on the palm of your hand. You then need to see how many seconds you can keep it balanced. 30 seconds will achieve you a maximum 30 points. However, as Katie is a professional athlete, she needs to do this challenge using her weaker hand. Good luck. See, I'm trying to help you out there, Zoe. I gave Katie the weaker hand. (laughs) I was thinking about the chin or forehead, but I didn't want any damage going on, you know? I think it might take more than just the weaker hand for me to win at this, but... (laughs) You never know. I think we should find out straight away how you got on. We'll start with yours, Zoe. Okay, the comedian in this Athletes versus Comedians Challenge, Zoe Lyons. Let's see what she's got right now. Not using a tennis racket, some sort of child's baseball bat, but she's looking incredibly good so far. I mean, whoa, this girl is just phenomenal right now. She looks like a circus performer. She's so balanced, knows exactly what she's doing. It looks like she's taking a cheeky look there at the time. This is looking great. She could genuinely sign up to a circus after this. She's in absolutely no danger of dropping it. As we go to the 30 seconds, Zoe Lyons smashing that. Katie Boulder's got it all to prove. <laughs> wow, you found that easy. I, do you know what? I think I found a new skill. This, this <laughs> lockdown has been worth it just for that. Not only did we give Katie, though, the the disadvantage of using the weak hand, you then decided to make things a little bit easier with the baseball bat because, of course, the heavy head of a tennis racket is harder to balance. Not that I want to take anything away from this effort, Zoe. It it was a two-pound supermarket baseball bat. I'd gone all out on this one. (laughs) 30 points. We're not arguing with it. You got maximum. Well, Katie, what were you thinking when you heard about this one? Do you think you've done okay? Oh, I mean, 30 points. That that sounds difficult to beat, but I'm going to give it my best shot. Here we go. Okay, now it's time for the athlete tennis player, Katie Boulder, in this Athletes Comedians Challenge. We've started off now. She's clearly dressed for tennis, looking pretty good early on with the Wilson racket right now. Some pretty good stuff. Lots of little adjustments being made, a little bit wobbly here and there, veering off to the left, but she looks pretty good. As we enter into the last 10 seconds, still a bit of wobbling, but she's kept the racket in her hands. So we go into the last three, 
Big wobble, but she's just about made it. Time with Zoe Lyons. That's a draw at the end of play. Ooh. Whoa. Our second tiebreaker of the series. Oh, yeah. Well done, Katie. Well done. <laughs> well done as well. It was the weaker hand, like I said. So, tiebreaker time. I think you could guess what I'm going to go for here. Would either of you like to, if I was to say I'm going to set you a question and go to the nearest of something? Oh, <laughs> oh no I'm not sure. I have no idea. No idea. I'm, I'm talking <laughs> strawberries and cream, of course. Ah, okay. Wimbledon. Do you see my logic here? I love it. So I've gone for, in kilos and in litres, the amount of strawberries and cream eaten at an average Wimbledon. Now, there's a lot out there about this, which is why I've gone for the kilos and the litres. And it also means I can go to each of you first and then it's equal. Otherwise, somebody just goes one higher as we had in a previous episode and then it's not as fair on the other person. So we'll start with strawberries first and Zoe can go first. So in the nearest kilo to the nearest thousand, how many do you think are eaten at Wimbledon? Oh, gosh. I'm going to say... 100,000 kilos of strawberries. 100,000. Katie? Uh, I'm going to go with 75,000. Okay. And then litres of cream. Katie first. Oh, my God. I'll go 5,000. Okay. What are you going to go for, Zoe? I'm going higher. I'm going to go (gasps) 8,000. This is so difficult to work out now, but... In terms of nearest kilo, it was 27,000 kilos of strawberries. So Katie oh, was nearest. Yes. I really overshot that, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> and um, litres of cream was 7,000. Oh. And you got 8,000. So you were nearest on that one. But overall, I'm afraid I'm going to have to give it to Katie. Yes. The athletes get another. <laughs> oh, this is t- too much to bear. Your luck. <laughs> So the overall score now is Athletes 7, Comedians 2 on the overall leaderboard. You can check that out yourself online at unionjack.co.uk. You can also have a go at all the challenges as well. Film it, send us them on Twitter to at unionjackradio. Another question time, and this one is from Rafael Nadal. Hello, Katie. How is everything? Mo, I want to know what are your short-term and long-term ambitions? Thank you very much. I think my short term at the moment is to get back on court, get back healthy and be strong and ready to go uh, to play on the tour. So that would be my quickest ones. Uh, But my long term goals are obviously I want to be number one in the world. That is a priority for me for sure. And uh, I'm kind of someone that likes to take each day as it goes and focus a little bit more on the short term goals uh, rather than. Uh, thinking about the future and stay in the present. So, yeah, I think I, I try and focus on that a bit more. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can people follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter, just under Katie Bolter. So, yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks very much as well, Zoe, for coming on for a second time. Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. So we'll end with Katie's final song choice and we wish you all the best for the tournament in July and then the WTA, which returns as well in August. Talk us through this last one. Thank you. Uh, My last song is Drake. The name is Headlines. This is my absolute go-to before I play a match. It gets me pumped up and rearing to go. So I hope you guys enjoy it.
Thank you very much. So join us again for more athletes and comedians for the final episode in the series of The Show Must Go On next week. Also, you can go back and listen to previous episodes as podcasts, including guest footballer Lucy Bronze, IndyCar driver Max Chilton, sprinter Asher Phillip and Paralympian Kadena Cox, among others. Here's Drake and Headlines, as chosen by Katie Bolter on Union Jet Radio. The Show Must Go On is created by Offside Productions Media, supported by the Audio Content Fund. I might be too strung out on compliments, overdosed on confidence, started not to give a f- and stop fearing the consequence, drinking every night because we drink to my accomplishments, faded way too long, I'm floating in and out of consciousness, and they saying I'm back, I'd agree with that, I just take my time with all this sh- I still believe in that, I had someone tell me I fell off, who I needed that.